Oh, so we have a new patron, a Patreon patron. Uh, so if you guys, uh, I'm sure all of our tags are all over the screen, probably above me, below me, and diagonal to me. Um, of all the different places you could donate to the theater. Um, so check those out if you enjoy the show. If you don't, give us money to stop. We will. We can be bought out. We can be paid to stop this nonsense. But um, it's going to have to be at least 20 bucks. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Oh my God. Welcome to Stab, everyone. Uh, hello. I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Here we are at uh, on, online doing this show. Am I too loud? I feel like I'm too loud. Anyway, uh, you guys ready to meet your contestants? All right, clap, hit the uh, smiley face button if you want that. Uh, just next to me, we've got Melanie Ford. Hello, Melanie. There you go. We're clapping, yeah. <laughs> and in the middle, semi, there's two middle parts. Uh, Tyler Kinney. Tyler Kinney. Tyler Kinney. What's your middle name? What's your middle name? James. Tyler James. <laughs> Tyler James. And right next What's to that funny? I don't know. Mine's Morris. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, right next next to him, next to Jesse. Emily Peterson. Emily Peterson. Hello. Hello. In her parents' backyard drinking. Yes. <laughs> and sitting just next to her, you got the rock of our salvation. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Jesse. Hi. Fade out. There we go. Nice. Did you see that? It Quality. faded out nicely. That was good. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. How'd that sound to everyone? Was that it sound really loud? And... You sound good. Nothing, nailed it. It was great. Yeah. Like a party. Yeah. <laughs> like an online party. Well, everyone, <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for being on Stab. Uh, thank you for everyone that's tuned in at home on all the various platforms. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Uh, we would prefer you watch us on Twitch uh, because that helps us with our ratings um, because these other platforms don't mean shit. <laughs> I mean, they mean something, but sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for first name basis for, for making time and taking the last 24 hours to write all these prompts. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get them to you earlier. I was busy. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, hey. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, let us know your names and uh, where you're broadcasting from as far as uh, city, state, and um, room of your home. We'll start with Melody. Uh, yeah, uh, so my name's Melody. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm broadcasting out of my room in Sacramento. Nice. Nice room. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tyler Kenny, you're right there in the middle. How are hey, you? Hey John. Are I'm you good? In, are you feeling in the middle? I, I, don't, I don't, how does that feel? <laughs> Is that a physical thing? Yeah. Feels real yeah. good. Surrounded by people you love. No, and then it's great. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> I I'm broad I'm broadcasting. I, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, oh my god. In, in a basement. <laughs> in Schnitzelberg. 
Schnitzelberg? It's the name of my neighborhood. Oh, my God. Schnitzelberg, yeah. Louisville. Schnitzelberg, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move right along. We'll talk to you later. Hey. Uh, Emily, hello. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Have we met before? We've met before a couple We've times. Met. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember names, faces. That's cool, uh, man. Yeah. What? So where are you from? Where are you? Well, it looks like I'm under the ocean, but um, I'm actually in Folsom at my parents' house in the backyard. Um <laughs> In awesome. my, um, in my imagination, lair. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah. Fulsome. Well, I am broadcasting from Placerville, California, just up the road from you, up in the mountains, yeah. where we have the internet now. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> real life internet. Um, uh, and Melanie, I don't know if you know this, but your mic is, uh, is. Uh, is out. Yeah, I'm aware. I do. I, I, I'm in a class, so like I'm used to doing the space bar and not. Oh, oh okay. gotcha. Well, also Tyler was muted as well. But if you want to do that, that's fine too. Uh, Jesse Jones, how are Zoom you today? Pros over here, and these guys that know like hotkeys for Zoom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna be fucking Zoomers by the end of this, just full on. Yeah, and then what? The what is everyone gonna do with this new skill once it's taken away for personal interaction again? We're all going to get jobs um, that are going to be in conference rooms because we're going to know how to run all the audio and technical, and it'll uh, sure. they'll pay us an extra twenty thousand a year because we know it. That's what's going to happen. Thus saith the Lord. Okay. Um. Uh, so Tyler here for uh, Stephen pointed uh, St- St- Steve the uh, statistician w- of staff. <laughs> Wiki, Wiki Steve. Um. <laughs> pointed out that the last episode Tyler was on, uh, not counting the TV episodes we've recorded in a comedy club that doesn't exist anymore uh, a couple years ago, uh, was 101. This is going to be like 224. So... In 123 episodes since... <laughs> between uh, appearances. Tyler. <laughs> in a minute. It's been. But, you um, know, thankfully, the world ended and now... Yeah, we could have we could have been doing this the whole time, actually. Well, we didn't realize that then. But so anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's start the show. Let's go ahead and start the son of a gun. Ready? Good. All right. Look at that. Sounds so good. All right. This first segment is called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, instead of continuing the complaints about the quarantine, let's celebrate it by recognizing it for what it really is. And that is a vacay, V-A-C-A-Y. We're going to go ahead and start with Melanie Ford. What does vacay mean to you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I personally have been using this off time to study pop science. Let me share some of these tidbits I've learned with you guys. So... <laughs> Uh, did you know that viscous attributes could arouse yaks? It's true. Female yak genital lubrication is quite thick, almost like a paste, and yak scientists are finding that male yaks may be overly sensitive to seeing the texture replicated in other things like aloe vera or your mother's cooking. Um, did you know various animals come around Yolanda Hadid? Yeah, just any and all animals just involuntarily orgasm over Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Yolanda Adid. And it does seem to be pretty involuntary from how the animals react. I don't know that I really care about this one, but I was deeply relieved to finally learn where all those weird-looking Hadid models came from. Their, model, their mother's a virtual reality, 
<laughs> their mother is a reality TV star. Aren't you soothed by that knowledge? And did you know that virtual Yan? Jesus Christ. Uh, did you know virtual androids cancel attraction to Yif? For the uncultured listeners of Stab, Yif is sexual content that stems from the furry subculture. Have you ever found yourself jerking off to hentai and found just moments before power washing your keyboard that the girl you were desperately working your crank to had cat ears, and now you live in terror that you're becoming a furry? Not to worry. Just download ShapeBot 300, and the desktop assistant will help you break your otherwise inevitable attraction to Zootopia characters, using shame and belittling to rewire your sexual attractions into the more socially acceptable femdom desires. Okay, so maybe I haven't actually been studying pop science so much as realizing I have a YIF problem and working my way through it, but I have worked my way through it. Please don't spank me, Mommy. <laughs> okay. Very good. We learned so much there. We learned so much there. Thank you, Melanie. Very good. Uh, Tyler Kinney, what does vacay mean to you while I check my mail? Oh. <clears throat> um, well, no stimulus. Okay. Oh, not yet. No. Nope. Uh, vacay. Stands for Vegas Airport could allow yucks. Uh, with ticket prices at record lows, why not book a flight to Vegas? The mayor has suggested becoming a control group for reopening. So get ahead of the flattened curve and roll the dice. You don't even need to leave the airport. There's no telling when the casinos and hotels will open up again. And uh, the airport offers much of the same pastimes. The bad baggage claim roulette wheel, anyone? I'm betting it all on Samsonite Red. An iPhone and a flashlight, uh, the iPhone flashlight and a bubbling drinking fountain, you might as well be at the Bellagio. Try your hand at the men's room slot machine. Payouts of overpriced condoms and Tylenol. Soak up exotic cultures at the taxi stand with bored brown drivers smoking pal mouths through face masks. Fall asleep to grim 24-hour news channels and gate announcements. Numb out with Krispy Kreme and Applebee's daiquiris. Make note of who else chose to ride out the quarantine at LAS. Strike up a conversation with a leathery divorcee you caught showering at a drinking fountain. Retire to a restroom for a changing table fuck sesh. Why, why not? The world is ending. Lose yourself in her loose skin. Pump her barely interested carcass. Her hot tobacco breath on your chin might distract you from the viral death waiting on every unwashed doorknob. I'm solid in the thought that non-existence is a familiar home we must all return to. Life is just a flash of light sandwiched by eternal darkness. And there's also an Annie Ann's pretzel in Terminal D. They're delicious. It's true. Vacay. Vegas Airport could allow yucks. yucks. Very good, Tyler Kenny. We've missed you. That was really great. Yeah. Was oh, man. Just uh, speaking of uh, airport acronyms, um, it was just in the North Carolina one. And Charlotte, and there's his CLT. <laughs> <laughs> so, flying the clip. All right. Uh, did you do me to explain that? All right. Very good, Tyler. Uh, moving along, Emily, what does vacay mean to you? Well, with uh, the quarantine and everything, uh, that means that dating isn't really going on anymore, um, which is convenient because I didn't really want to eat anyways. So I'm very excited to announce that uh, vaginal activities canceled all year. <laughs> so good. I'm just really focusing on me um, <laughs> and just doing, doing my thing, living my truth, you know? Yeah. 
Very, very good. And it doesn't have to be canceled for you, you know. Just saying. It is. It is. Oh, just, all right. Yeah. Just don't Fuck throw it. out the don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Is all I'm saying. Well, thank you. I'll I'll consider that. Take a flight to Clit. You know. Okay. I'm sorry. Very good. Uh, Jesse right. Jones. I'm sorry. That seemed. Incredible. You're fine. All right, Jesse Jones. Yeah. What, is, what does vacay mean to you? I'm not yelling. You're yelling. I'm sorry. For those new affiliates just joining us, welcome to my morning briefing. I was just calmly and rationally reacting to the stupidest thing I've ever heard from a real boneheaded ninny ninny dumb brain. It's just, you know what? I come out here every morning and I try to explain things to you in ways that, uh, to you in ways that even you should be able to understand. I tell you that the third dimension is just a conspiracy cooked up by the lame brain Schmidiestapo, who have, I knew I was going to need to ramp up to that word, and I completely forgot about it. Schmidiestapo, <laughs> who have a vested interest in making you believe in depth. And then you just lob your vicious accusations that my fight against the color truce is just a diversionary tactic attempting to distract you from the fact that I once wore a seven-layer blackface, brown face, yellow face, red face, racism, inception costume Yikes. all the way back in 2019. And your only so-called proof is that your... <laughs> is your supposed fact that truce isn't even a real color. It is a real color. Look it up. I'm sorry if my color wheel is the one that real truth warriors get when they answer the nine riddles of the spectrum. And yours is the dumb baby one that dumb idiots get when they still can't see truce, Vivendru, and Blello. See, there I go again. I apologize. I just get so worked up. I get a case of the vacay. Just like every truth-thinking individual should when they have to fight in the name of fact and knowledge. I just can't help it. Vicious accusations cause angry yelling! I apologize again to all my listeners in the fact-faction <laughs> fact warrior chief nation out there listening to these truth missiles detonate on our target lie strikes. But our power is in our volume. Because everyone knows that the vibrational frequencies of shouted fact can disintegrate loosely assembled lie jargon from 400 paces like a sledgehammer shattering a frozen honeydew. So, my producer, me, is just reminding me that this is the end of the first three hours of free programming, and all of you patriots subscribe to hours 4 through 12. I'll vacay you over on the other side of the paywall of ultimate knowledge about how they don't want you to understand that all circles are just cylinders with something to hide and how forces, <laughs> God damn it! and how horses have a second set of four invisible legs, which is why I've always called them prairie spiders. I'll vacay more at your ears right after this message from Bunker Chunks, the truth finder's number one prepper foodstuffs, and the water torturer. Make any water you find anywhere instantly healthy and drinkable with my brand new water torturer. You're going to want to warm up your wallets, folks. More brain ammo locked, cocked, and ready to shock right after the break. <laughs> Very good. 
That was reorganization, which brings us to our next segment. The Topical Haiku Challenge. Welcome. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Uh, everyone, please compose three haiku in regard to the following topical news story. Headline, woman gives birth during a car crash, then can't find the baby. Uh, Lilliburn police officers, Cepeda Huff, Daniel Bride, and Sergeant Matt Madden responded to the scene. I gave birth in the car, one of the women is heard yelling at the officers in the body cam footage. Uh, the woman told the officer... The woman told the officer she couldn't find the baby. Uh, the officer began searching then for the newborn using flashlights. She searched around the SUV. Officer Huff began searching the back seat of the SUV uh, where the pregnant woman had been sitting. It was there that they found a baby under a seat with the umbilical cord still attached. Haiku go. We'll go ahead and start with you, Melanie. Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep because I can't find my baby. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, Tyler Kenny. Uh, this is called Dimebag Placenta. Uh, cops will find your weed, but can they find your baby? Placenta Dimebag. <laughs> Very good. And Emily. One, two, three, push. One, two, three, push. One, two, three, push. One, two, three, crash. Black. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you're yeah. first. Uh, first one's titled Search Party. Hey, uh, is this it? No, those are jumper cables. Okay, is this it? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, Melanie, you're second of three. It's kind of weird that she didn't just start by following the cord, right? (laughs) I had that thought. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was like, what do I really know about birth? (laughs) Am I wrong? Funny. Tyler. Uh, this one's called Mazel Tov. Uh, center, uh, center console crib, a wheel well bassinet, spare tire wet nurse. I don't quite understand. <laughs> Those work. Right. Emily. Officer, follow the umbilical cord to find the lost newborn. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Straightforward. Jesse Jones. Um, I guess I'm going to shuffle these up and follow the uh, theme of this round. Um, so my second one is now titled Under My Seat. Empty soda cans. Grocery store receipts. Tissues. Newborn on a string. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. This is a fun one. All right. Circling back. Melanie, what's your third of three? Uh, cops didn't note the six crushed gordita crunches stuck to the baby. 
Do we all have messy cars, everyone? Because this is yeah. oddly specific. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Tyler Uh It's called Makeshift. Oops, baby rolled off. We cut the cord with car keys. Soda Ew. baptism. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Emily, your third. Mc- McDonald's wrapper. Empty Starbucks cup. <laughs> Loot coins. A brand new baby. Very good. Man. And Jesse. <laughs> so many nearly identical haiku. <laughs> Uh, last one is titled Accident Report. Man, it was crazy. I crashed my car so hard that I shit a baby. <laughs> Very good. And that was the Topical Haiku Challenge. That was a fun one. Very good. My baby would have been covered in like fingernail clippings because I chew my nails and spit them out like a disgusting person. So circumcision free uh <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> if the baby landed on its stomach like maybe the sharp nails possibly would, yeah that's that's for my <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh let's start let's keep going with the show before i have to explain myself <laughs> uh this next segment uh is called this was today once uh melanie on this date 1792 high women nicholas j peltier Peltier, however you want to say it, uh, becomes the first person executed by a guillotine or a guillotine, depending how you want to say it. Also on this very date, 1980, the Oakland Athletics manager, Billy Martin, is restrained by umpires from attacking a fan. Uh, how did you cho- choose to celebrate the, these aforementioned events in tandem? Well, this is less how I'm celebrating today and more so how I'm getting through quarantine completely, John. You see, I quickly realized the importance of arts and crafts as a means of self-expression in these trying times. The importance of doing art and expression for nobody but yourself. So early on, I made a curbside stop at Home Depot in order to acquire the wood and blade necessary for a miniature guillotine. And then I made a curbside curbside stop at Walmart and bought them right out of baseballs. Since I'm already an artist, I already had the page just lying around. I'm a rag. Um, so I spent the weekend making my miniature guillotine, which I've named Corianatine. And since then, whenever some world leader or other person does something despicable and outrageous, I paint their face and likeness on a baseball with as much detail as I can muster before getting sick. And then I set their round little mug in my Corianatine, and shink, I cut the motherfucker in half. I do have to agree with the old day French, though, who argued that guillotining Pelletier was unsatisfying because it was such a quick, concise death. I simply don't have enough space in my home to recreate even a miniature firing squad. <laughs> Very good, Melanie. I like the quarantine. The quarant. What was it? The guillotine. The quarantine. Okay, it's just the same word. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Kinney, uh, your turn. On this date, two thousand two, American rapper and dancer left Lisa Left Eye Lopes. Or Lopez. Lopez? Is it Lopes? Lopes. Lopez. Uh, Lopez, she, right? she died in a car accident. Uh, also on this date, 1952, American Bowling Congress approves use of an automatic pin setter. They voted it two-thirds. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, John, I chose to celebrate these things as both the American Bowling Congress and Left Eye Lopez would have wanted. 
I arranged several wooden pins in a triangle formation and I set them on fire, like Left Eye did in 1995 inside of her ex-boyfriend's house. <laughs> David Justice, that's right. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure, we all want no scrubs, but she was really committed to the ethos, and I respect that. Like her, I will avoid jail time for this backyard bonfire. As I watched the flames, my vision obscured by a condom inexplicably taped to the left eye of my glasses, I reflected on her life cut too short. She had so much yet to add to the world. She was stopped at crazy, sexy, cool. Maybe she could have been crazy, sexy, cool, pregnant. She could have been crazy, sexy, cool, elected to office. She should have survived to be crazy, sexy, cool, retired comfortably. But sadly, now she is just crazy, sexy, cool, dead. <laughs> if only she had followed her own advice and stuck to the rivers and the lakes that she used to. It's a little known fact. She was on her way to see a waterfall when she died in that fateful car crash. She'd grown bored with the rivers and the lakes Honduras had to offer. I clearly went to her Wikipedia. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too bad humans aren't more like bowling pins. Sat at attention with nine close friends. Sure, getting knocked down, but quickly reset. Standing tall again, proudly waiting for the next obese semi-athlete to send us crashing down with the shiny ball of fate. If only Left Eye Lopez could have been pushed out of that mangled wreckage by a mechanical arm and sent through a series of belt and wheels to be gingerly placed upright by an automatic pin setter. Then she could again creep. Creep, yeah. Because he don't know what she do. Crazy, sexy, cool, resurrected. That's where that stops. <laughs> Very good, Tyler. Very good. All right. Good job. All right, Emily. You you down there. I don't know if it, if you're still centered in the feed, but uh, yeah, there we go. I think we're good. There we go. All right, uh, it's your turn. Here we go, uh, Emily. On this date, 1901, New York New York becomes the first state to require automobile license plates. Uh, also on this very date, 1905, whites win the right to vote in South Africa. Wow. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Uh, thanks for uh, the super cool prompt, man. Uh, everything I learned about South Africa was kind of a bummer. Um, I spent my day researching apartheid and Nelson Mandela. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. It wasn't very funny. Um, apartheid was not funny. Um, and you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I I spent part since uh, whites won the right to vote. Uh, that was white people asking black people for stuff. I guess I couldn't find a lot about this online. So I spent um, my day asking my friends if I could say the N word when I'm singing along to hip hop. I'm just kidding. Sorry, that was so bad. It was a sh <laughs> yeah. Okay. What'd they say? Okay. I said no. Okay. I didn't okay. really want to. Good friends. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Was that it? Yeah, that's all. Oh, very yeah. good. All right. Great yeah, job. Yeah, we've Emily. we've good definitely job. got uh, got an early front runner for title of the show. <laughs> Apartheid wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apartheid is not funny. <laughs> Let me repeat it. All right, Jesse Jones, it's your turn. Yeah. On this date, 1989, Mike Tyson gets into a gets a speeding ticket for drag racing in Albany, New York. 
Uh, also on this very date, 1928, Buddy, a German shepherd, becomes the first guide dog for the blind. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, um, I spent my day engaging in some of my favorite extreme sports, like uh, blind drag racing, <laughs> car boxing, Mike Tyson guiding, and, <laughs> and New Yorking. <clears throat> Let me explain uh, some of those in a little more detail. For those of you unfamiliar with my extreme choices, uh, so first, uh, blind drag racing. Now, there's a couple different disciplines in blind drag racing. You can either be a passenger in a car with an actual blind driver, terrifying for you, terrifying for them, fun for everybody watching, or you can just race a friend while you're both blindfolded. Both have their own specific challenges. Both are pants-weddingly bonkers. And both are currently accepting sponsorships from extreme energy liquid manufacturers. Car boxing also has its own accepted variations. Uh, One is a lot like that bonus stage in the old Street Fighter game where you just wail on a car until it fucking collapses under the weight of your punishment. Hint, it takes a lot longer to accomplish in real life uh, than it does in the game. And I've only ever seen one guy do it. And he's never been able to hold anything again in the wrist garbage at the end of his forearms where his hands used to be. Uh, Then there's the other less recognized variety where two people are shoved in the back seat of a mid-sized vehicle in silk shorts and 12-ounce gloves. And as soon as the car starts moving, they just start going shithouse on each other with some tight quarters haymakers. It's not the most scientific of the variations of the sweet science, but... You throw in a blind driver, and I will buy that pay-per-view 100 times out of 100. Uh, Mike Tyson guiding is just taking a Mike Tyson on a tour through a thing. Uh, It's not as extreme unless Mike isn't interested in the subject matter, in which case you will probably die. Uh, And lastly, New Yorking is just being in New York, like right now, which... Well, on a good day is no picnic, but nowadays is pretty fucking terrifying. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. That was this was today once. That brings us to our fourth of five segments. We are three fifths of the way there. Well, four fifths almost. Would we be okay? Never mind. Uh, this next segment's called uh, Movie Makeup. Uh, Please have composed a synopsis based on the following made-up movie titles. All titles are brought to us by WordCounter.net's random word generator. Uh, Melanie, the name of your movie is Quarter Fireman. Quarter Fireman. Hey, guys. It's me again, the grading character Mel keeps defaulting due to writing their film synopses. Like, comment, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anyway, today I got to tell you guys about this movie I saw, Quarter Fireman. It's, like, supposed to be, like, a feel-good movie. It's about this homeless guy who becomes a firefighter and turns his life around after years of bad luck and hardship. But he gets into the force by first fighting fires for a quarter? What? That's less than we pay the prisoners we force to fight fires, dude. But he argues it's, like, what he's worth at first? Dude, you gotta read some marks, man. So he works his way into the squad by fighting fires cheap and being so flexible to learn on the spot. But I was just mortified by what it taught people. Sell your labor short at first without regard for your cost of living and eventually the man will give you what you're worth. Bullshit. I give quarter firemen a quarter star. The acting wasn't even good and the love interest was a total uggo. 
Very good, Melanie. Very good. Quarter fireman. Tyler Kinney, uh, the name of your movie is called Attractive Side Murmur. Attractive Side Murmur. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, a, a, Attractive Side Murmur is that silent film from the Roaring Twenties. It's the one you hear reference at parties and you laugh like you get the joke, but you don't because you only tried watching it once and gave up early because silent films suck. Uh, you can hear people talk in movies now. You can see robots and aliens in full penetration and full color. So who's going to slog through a silent film? Anyway, it's just a not fun 45 minutes. So here's the summary of the movie so that you can impress some sentient haircut at the, uh, the next time attractive side murmur comes up. Uh, synopsis. A fetching flapper with a pursed dark lipstick pout makes her way through sewage-strewn streets of the 1920s New York City. All of the dapper gents on the avenue take notice of her bony physique, like a duvet full of antlers, but sexy. Now on a rail car, a dandy fop <laughs> leans in for an uninvited kiss, and she backs away, looks to camera, and says something pithy like, looks like this guy is trying to get the clap. And this is on a title card, because silent films are lame. Uh, and the flapper rattles out of frame, leaving the man flummoxed, checking his pocket watch or some shit. Uh, the, this scene repeats for 20 minutes at a zoo and then a train station and then a cross burning because it was the 20s and America has a spotty history. In the second act, after the man invites her to a suffragette rally at his estate, she arrives only to find it's not a voting rights rally at all. It's a candlelit dinner. And she looks to camera to say, this guy must really want to get the China man's itch from this red snapper. And then, and then she Charleston's out of the room, ashing her cigarette on the housekeeper. Then in the dramatic third act, after getting scolded by her mother for stinking up their apartment with her womanly smells, the tenement's phone rings. It's the operator because shit was lame then and phone calls were complicated. She tells the operator that she has in fact answered the phone. The operator confirms and asks if she wants to take the incoming call. The flapper affirms that she will indeed take the call. Then the opera explains to the incoming caller that she has accepted and she connects the call. It's her persistent suitor. He says he wants to pick her up for a drive in his stupid open-air automobile. She looks to camera and winks, murmuring out of the side of her mouth, this fella sure wants to get the hot dick spits from this old dirty clam. And then, and then her mother hits her with a closed fist. Later, them both in his car, the man parks on a country road. He lets his hand rest on her knee. He makes his intentions clear. The flapper looks down the lens and murmurs, I guess I'm going to give this man a sexually transmitted disease. And then there's an iris wipe in the credits roll. <laughs> Very good, Tyler. Very good. The dick no. spits. I think that's a close runner-up for name of the, the episode. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Emily, the name of your movie is called Chair Snails. Chair Snails. This summer, the corporate thriller Snail Chairs follows Shelly Slughorn. CEO of Shellco, as he fights a corporate coup d'etat and a bunch of slime balls in the board of directors. This summer, chair snails. <laughs> Very good, Emily. Very good. Thanks. Good <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. The name of your movie is called Cattle Do Volleyball. Cattle Do Volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
an ESPN Plus original presentation. The NBA season was suspended a month and a half ago. We're supposed to be an entire month into the Major League Baseball season. Hockey is probably supposed to be being also, but who could say? So a group of ESPN associate producers and production assistants stir-crazy and on the brink of madness lock themselves in a production office tasking themselves with the duty of saving sport. The result? Cattle do volleyball. It was decided early on the only way to get themselves out of the very limiting pre-quarantine understanding of sport was to forget everything that was, what had been, or whatever could even be. Nothing mattered anymore besides competition, excellence, perseverance, indomitable spirit, and whatever other sporting buzzwords Kyle scribbled on his whiteboard between the hot plate and the autographed Chuck Knobloch bobblehead, lovingly referred to as the Chuck Chuck Knobble Bobble. LaMarcus was tasked with nouns. Persons, sure. Places, obviously. Things, no options were off the table. Biscuits, light rail, cable guys, grain silos, cattle, barns, hay. LaMarcus soon realized he was spiraling into a farm-centric free association, but he chose to go with it. There were no wrong answers anymore. Threshing machines, there's another one. Verbs were left to Vitesna who only kind of understood what those were. And the sports column was left for anyone who could think of any kind of sport they were pretty sure they'd heard of. Among the choices still on the board, competitive shoplifting, ice karate, mixed martial law, car boxing, and freestyle time management. The first randomly generated new sport from the list was cattle do volleyball. And this is the story of how one group of only marginally functional idiots, ravaged by cabin fever, went about making what sounded like a bad idea at first, but what ultimately became a bad idea when it was done, too. Cattle do volleyball, in loving memory of Kyle, LaMarcus, and Vitesna, and the six camera operators who gave their lives in the service of sports fans everywhere. Very good. That was movie makeup. <clears throat> that brings us to our final segment of the evening called Dating Profiles of the Fictional and or Non-Fictional. Uh, everyone, please have composed a dating profile from the perspective of the following fictional and or non-fictional thing. Uh, Melanie, uh, let's hear a dating profile from a tiny green plastic army man. I'm big where it matters. <laughs> Seeking a tiny plastic woman to marry me way too soon and divorce me just as fast. <laughs> Swipe left on site, so don't even bother, no matter how thirsty you are for my big, big green pecker. Proud to be an American. I got 35 kills under my belt. They were ants, but they count. So if you aren't afraid of a real man, let's get you on my army benefits pronto. Very good, Melody. Very good. Ants just seem like a, a slur that from a war. <laughs> I feel <Sure>. like. Yeah. <laughs> killed 40 ants. Um, Antipartheid is not funny, John. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> not funny. Antipartheid, I mean. <laughs> like ants, like aunts. aunts. Okay, aunts. Uh, Tyler Kinney, let's hear your dating profile from the perspective of a gun. Looking for a politically confused old white man to hoard me. Stockpile me. <laughs> Keep me under the bed. Under the sink, hastily tucked into his belt for grocery trips. 
I'll be your protector, your insurance policy, your first thought, and your last resort. I'll keep you safe and make you feel like a man. Just keep me oiled and take me out to the range for a nice meal. A meal of bullets that I will then vomit out quickly. Or maybe the ammo clip is the meal and I'm shitting the bullets. I don't know. The metaphor is breaking down. Just, just keep me away from your kids. Not interested in kids. I have a bad track record, track record with them, especially in the United States public schools. I mean, sure, if I can make you feel safe and powerful, why wouldn't that work for kids? Hell, I take it back. It's cool if you have kids. We'll just blame mental illness if anything goes sideways. <laughs> My hobbies include intimidating people at the grocery store, reading the Second Amendment selectively, Fox News, shitting slash vomiting bullets into the paper cutouts of Obama in a turban. <laughs> Jesus. I want to be warmed by your beer gut as you swear in traffic. I want to French kiss you when it seems like there's no way out and you're crying shirtless in the bathtub. <laughs> With me around, you'll never be alone, but your family might never never be around either. There you go. <laughs> very good, Tyler. Ah, very good. Very good. Emily, let's hear your dating profile from the perspective of a big toe. They call me big, but I think I'm just right. I'm in a jam. And I'm looking for someone to nail. And also to hold me after I get stubbed on the coffee table. Very good. <laughs> very, very good, Emily. And Jesse Jones. Yeah. Uh, let's hear the dating fro- profile from the perspective of a plastic surgeon. Sure. Uh, I hadn't gone to OkCupid in a while. Um <laughs> They have like a whole different set of questions you can Oh wow. You can uh, uh attribute to your profile. So I went crazy with that. <laughs> Still an okay pr- Cupid profile, but they're all different questions. You wouldn't have even known. Okay. Uh <laughs> user, I can fix it. Uh I am straight, male, single, looking for women within 250 miles, age 44 to 62 for short-term dating and new friends. Most people that know me would say I'm a simple, down-to-earth, unassuming, almost mythically talented artist in the practice of dermal and subdermal reconstruction arts. But I don't know about all that. I'm just Ken. One day I would like to be known for my life-changing work with burn victims... Repairing cleft palates and developing nations and selflessly sacrificing my needs and wants for the betterment of my tribe, the human race. My worst quality would probably be that I care too much, you know, about humanity and how I can help it with the gifts given me specifically for shaping and rejuvenating physical life, mistakenly or purposefully malformed by a flawed, error-prone creator. My style can best be described as humble chic. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't want to think I might have just coined a new thing. I don't need that kind of recognition. You know what? You tell me that my style is humble chic, then I'll say you made it up. Yay, good for you. 
if I could only eat one food for the rest of my time, it would be whatever's the most of and that wouldn't be missed if I were to have the barest minimum to just continue to survive and do the work that these hands were put on this body that was put on this earth to do. So I don't know, like diet water and air crackers. Is that a thing? I don't know. Now I'm just being silly. (laughs) When I die, I will ask that in lieu of flowers, everyone I know ask five of their friends to ask five of their friends, and then so on, to write a simple wish on a small slip of paper. Then on the night of their chosen full moon, burn that wish with the fire of a single match lit while sitting in a canoe in their favorite body of water, and know that somewhere, some when... I'll nod silently, solemnly, and release a jar of fireflies into space with each wish written in the ink of forever love soaked into the fibrous wings of those space fireflies. (laughs) Last time I was embarrassed was when I wrote too many zeros on that oversized novelty check to Kieran's wish. And I just had to giggle and leave it. Whoopsie, I guess I just made 20,000 orphan refugees days even better. Oh, darn. For our first date, let's really dig deep into the bedrock of you. Find out what really makes you, you. And then, once the sedative's fully taken hold, I'll just peel your face right off. I'll just peel off your face and throw it on my wall of faces. While you bleed out on my gutting tarp. Uh Uh-oh. Ken said the quiet thing out loud. (laughs) I'm a real silly whisker. Okay. Hit me up when you're ready to sacrifice yourself to Ken. Okay, bye. (laughs) Very good. Jesse Jones. And uh, that's the end of Stab. Very good, everyone. Uh, Let's meet our contestants. Uh, One more time for your contestants. Melanie Ford right there. Uh, Tyler Kinney. Emily Peterson and Jesse Jones. Uh, I'm your host, John Morris Frost the Fourth. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs or watch them, come back here every Friday uh, around ten o'clock, uh, uh, or go to Spotify. You can listen to all a bunch of our episodes. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Hey, good stuff. Yeah, everybody. good job, everyone.